With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the turn of the 20th century, most people traveled from city to city by train, and Appalachia was no exception. In this time before the automobile and air travel, the railroad was the fastest and safest way to move from place to place. Until it wasn't. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Steve Gilley, along with Rod Mullins, and you're listening to Stories, A History of Appalachia. You know, Steve, it's kind of hard to believe, but I guess it was true back in those days that, you know, being on the railroad, it was the fastest and safest way to travel. Kind of reminds me of that Christopher Reeve line in Superman the movie when he's talking to Lois Lane. But, um, you know, we're talking about airplanes in that one as opposed to trains. But, you know, there were train wrecks. I mean, there's songs about train wrecks and so forth. But I'll tell you, when they had train wrecks, boy, they had train wrecks, didn't they? Uh, They did. They didn't have very many train wrecks. Right. But like you said, when they did, they did, and they were pretty bad. And Mm. we're going to tell you about one of those today that happened in East Tennessee. Saturday, September 24th, 1904, started just like any other day for the passengers getting ready to board the Southern Railway number 15 train at the Bristol train station. Those 140 passengers were set to make the trip to Knoxville that day in three passenger cars. At the same time, the number 12 eastbound Carolina Special, consisting of two mail cars, three wooden passenger cars, and four Pullman sleepers, was carrying 210 passengers, many on their way home from the St. Louis World's Fair and Louisiana Purchase Exposition. This train was on its way to Salisbury, North Carolina, by way of Chattanooga. Now, both trains were scheduled to be using the same track rod, a single track, And in order to do this safely, one of the trains would have to stop on a sidetrack at Hodges Switch, which was located between Strawberry Plains and Newmarket, east of Knoxville. Well, the train from Chattanooga was apparently making better time than that one from Bristol. So after the number 15 stopped in Morristown, halfway to Knoxville from Bristol, the engineer was given special orders to stop in a siding in Newmarket instead. That way, the Carolina Special could safely pass the number 15. Even though both the conductor and the engineer signed that they had read the order, they failed to move on to the side track after leaving the new market stop and kept on going. Later, the conductor claimed that the two had misread the order and they thought they had the main track. Meanwhile, the Carolina Special had made its way to Strawberry Plains Depot. After picking up eastbound passengers, the train pulled out of the station to continue its way east with all the track to itself. As the train pulled out and gained steam, an emergency telegraph message came into Strawberry Plains telling the operators that the number 15 had missed the switch and was still on the main line, headed toward the Carolina Special. Well, the men ran out to the track and did everything they could to get the attention of somebody on board the train as it left the Strawberry Plains station, but nobody noticed, and the train just kept going. 
Well, the operators then decided to send a telegram to Hodges Switch to get the men there to warn the Carolina Special to get off the main track before it was too late. Some days are bad, and Rod, some days are very bad. And September 24th, 1904, was a very bad day. You see, nobody was on duty at Hodges Switch. That meant that nobody got the message. Mm. And Rod, the trains rolled on. Wow. Well, shortly after 10 that morning, the Carolina Special and Number 15 were steaming toward New Market Hill on a straight part of the track, unaware of each other's approach. That kind of sounds hard to believe, but, you know, you're on a straight part of the track. I'm probably, you're hindered at least by some hills or at least grades or whatever they might be, but still they were unaware of each other coming at each other. Okay. The special was going at 60 miles an hour and number 15 on the downgrade was trying to make up for lost time. They were doing 70 at 10, 18 AM. The two trains collided at a combined speed of over a hundred miles an hour. Now the engineers on both trains had spotted the other at the last minute and hit their emergency brakes, thus slowing down a little bit before the crash. Witnesses said that the collision could be heard up to 15 miles away, Steve. And what a crash it was. Just picture this, the number 15 locomotive and the coal car were tossed up into the air, turned upside down, flew over the Carolina Special's engine, and landed directly on top of the wooden passenger cars, splintering them into a million pieces. Many of the passengers inside were decapitated or horribly mangled and crushed, and, well, it was reported that splintered timbers, iron, and steel were piled in chaotic masses over the rails, mingled with human bodies. The uh, two engineers, by the way, as you could probably imagine, were instantly killed. Well, news of the crash quickly reached Knoxville, and a relief train was organized to bring doctors and medical supplies to the wreck in order to stabilize the wounded and transport them to hospitals in Knoxville for further treatment. And estimates of the dead ranged from 56 to 113, with up to 205 people injured, 44 of those seriously. One of the first to reach the scene of the accident was Joe Whitaker, who owned the farm where the accident happened. He had been harvesting corn that morning when he looked up and saw the trains approaching each other at a high rate of speed. Realizing there was going to be a crash, he tied up his mules and waited. Once the wreck happened, Whitaker rushed to help. He later told his family of finding a boxcar full of chickens with a man from the baggage car inexplicably in the middle of it, surrounded in a circle by those birds. Since both the engineers died in the crash, nobody really knows what happened, but it's been speculated that one or both of them had fallen asleep and missed the sidetrack. And that wreck was the biggest news story of 1904 in East Tennessee, and the Knoxville Sentinel managed to get a photographer to Newmarket to take dozens of pictures of the crash, which appeared in the newspaper the following Monday. Now, these were the first pictures to be printed in a Knoxville newspaper, and it sold papers, as you could imagine. And the presence of their reporters at the wreck site with cameras spooked the officials of the Southern Railway. 
The Southern Legal Department directed a local attorney to do whatever he had to do legally to stop the publication of those pictures. The rest of that weekend, he attempted to buy the negatives at whatever price the Knoxville Sentinel wanted, but the paper refused, knowing that they had a big scoop on their hands. Mm -hmm. They published those pictures, making the New Market train crash front-page news across the country and instant history. Yeah, and you know what? For that time, especially 1904, having the photographer and getting them there to the crash site, the wreck site, however you want to call it, that was a major feat back in those days, mm-hmm. especially for a market like Knoxville. Now, you could see that in New York and some of the other places, but Knoxville, yeah, it was kind of in between there. But still, that was a major feat pulled off by the Knoxville Sentinel to get that photographer there. And then those pictures. And yeah, I can see why this would have scared the Southern legal department into a frenzy, not knowing what in the world to do, because, you know, they didn't have somebody that like they always used to do back before that time of sketching out. And they could do that in an office. They could sketch out any description of what the train might've been. And then they could gone from there and it might not have been as accurate, but now with photography and cameras that just sealed the deal on the whole thing. Was there a song done something about the new mm-hmm. market crash? There That's is. what I thought. There's been a lot of, been a lot of songs written, especially about the wreck of the old 97 people like that have, you know, wrote songs and so forth. But I thought there was a song about the new market crash. And speaking of legal departments, that's the reason we can't play that song for that's, you. That's exactly Be- right. Because you can't get copyright permission to do something like that on a podcast, even though you probably heard it somewhere Unless you're like NPR and you've got a great big all-encompassing contract, yeah, you just have to talk on the podcast. No music, especially copyrighted music. But anyway, yeah, you're right, Rod. There was a song of that nature, and it, it actually sold quite well. Well, folks, that's the story of the New Market train wreck. another bit of the history of this place we call home, Appalachia. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the Stories Podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Deezer, Amazon Music, and, believe it or not, YouTube. You can catch us on YouTube. We'd love it if you'd go to the YouTube channel, Stories, A History of Appalachia, and subscribe, and be sure to click like to let us know you you like the podcast that we're doing for you. Well, till next we meet, y'all take care. So long, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.